What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 219 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And on today's episode, we actually have a feature from the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. This is a podcast with Paver King, the Landscape Daddy, and me, myself, hosting a podcast once a week, and we split it up into two episodes, Friday and Saturday they release. And on this episode specifically, Paver King brought up the idea of going through and quoting a 120-square-foot front walkway and comparing each other's production rates, numbers, and uh, final numbers for that project. So it was actually a really cool idea, being able to be transparent about our numbers and going through how we would actually go about quoting the project, as well as to see how each of us go through actually quoting the project. This isn't the full episode, so I do cut off quite a bit from the beginning of the episode, as well as quite a bit more from the end of the episode. So you are missing quite a bit there, but if you wanna catch this episode, go back to the Not Our Finest Hour podcast, search that up on your favorite podcast app, whatever that might be. And first off, follow or subscribe, leave us a rating and review there. We would really appreciate that. But also go to the episode called The Guys Bring Value. And that was back on July 14th. And that would be the one that you listen to. And then we always have our even worse hour broken up right after that, which would be the following day. Our even worse hour, the guys bring value because we also continue talking about this topic there. But first off, we need to say thank you to our sponsors. If you need bookkeeping, accounting, CFO services, reach out to Cycle CPA. Let them know how to hardscape sent you for $200 off their services there. And if you are looking to add outdoor lighting to your hardscapes, reach out to Inlight Outdoor Lighting. That's I-N-L-I-T-E design on Instagram. Get that conversation started and get hardscape lighting into your projects. And without further ado, let's get into our Not Our Finest Hour episode. So the the premise of this episode is that I'm going to do it the way I do it on a piece of paper. And then Chad's going to price the same job on his iPad. Uh, My daughter has my iPad. I'll do pen and paper. Chad's going out NDL the emails. True, the secret, <laughs> the true secret behind NDL success. She's the one undercutting ex- Mike. Chad's, <laughs> Chad's ability to use child labor is the ex- success of NDL right there. That's it. You got to start him young. And then, so. <laughs> well, and and then we have Mike, who is going to use his hardscape headquarters software and prove live how fast, if you had his software, you could do this quote. In theory, right, Mike? In theory. Although we are going to say that Mike has a little advanced knowledge because he created the software. So you may never be as fast as Mike because he is the creator of the software, but we are going to prove that it can it can happen fast. So, so everyone understands what this job is. This is a 120-square-foot walkway. That's completely modular, except when you get to the sidewalk, it may not work out and you have to make one cut at the sidewalk. So we're all on the same page with that. Yeah. And what's the linear feet? Uh, not against the driveway. Oh, it's not against the driveway. It's a pad going from the stairs through the grass to the sidewalk. Okay. So it's, both sides are not against both sides. The both sides. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Both sides are just sodded, cleaned up, sodded. And uh, it's 18. It's 18.5 feet long, and it is either four or five feet wide, 
So I allowed in my in Paper King world, eighteen point five times let's call it five feet wide equals ninety two point five square feet. But in Paper King world, because we're going to do this modular, it might be a bit bigger because we're not going to cut it. So if it works out to a six inches bigger on one side, and we need the extra square feet. Mike at Paver King always allows for more. So I'm basing this off 120 square feet. And if I have to return some at the end, I will return it. And that's why I get 120. Now, if you guys wanted to price it at the exact 92.5, you would price it exactly as you want to, I guess. So essentially, we're pricing a walkway five feet wide, 18.5 feet long. That's uh, in a center of a patch of grass. How far away is this walkway? Uh, from my okay, so that's a good point. Well, I like that, Chad. See, this we can get a whole fucking episode out of this motherfucker. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, we're gonna stretch this one out. <laughs> so this this walkway is in s- mid to South Oshawa, and my yard is in North Whippy, so probably a twenty minute drive from the yard. Now, do I have to drive an equivalent distance from my yard, or am I driving from Cornwall to? No. Oshawa, let's, call it, it is. let's call we're pricing this across the board except for mike because he lives in toronto and works in kitchener so he would have to factor <laughs> that into his pricing i'm sure he's already got it plugged into his software what's the drive distance again i, I wasn't paying attention so the drive distance for me is <laughs> wasn't paying attention so the drive distance is about 20 minutes to the yard okay. and it's probably 30 minutes to a local supplier Cool. This is way more questions than I ask myself already when I price jobs. <laughs> how I got into where I am. So I have myself purchasing 120 square feet. Uh, so, oh, the pavers we're using are um, uh, Beacon Hill, Brussels sort of paver. So we're looking at a... What's say, that in block tech, though? I uh, like blue. Gotcha. Text, blue textured, not HD. This is house is on Division Street. It doesn't need HD. Hmm. Just say, well, I don't know. What's Division Street in Cornwall? Every street? What does Division, like, describe Division Street for me? Why is this, that doesn't tell me anything. What's you the neighborhood what's, like? Like, is it a nice neighborhood? Is it a uh, like, that neighborhood of houses? Uh, I would say it's slightly below average neighborhood. So, like, most of Cornwall? Yeah, I would say it's Cornwallish, yeah. for what I know of it. Okay. What's your feel I, for the client? I never met them. I sent Kelly. Ooh. I have a person. <laughs> uh, so we have, I have, I have allowed for to purchase 120 square feet in my bid. You guys don't have to do that. I allowed $8 per square foot to purchase the stone. And that works out to $960. And then I allowed, uh, 200, $250 for delivery. So that brings my total to 110. 120 times 8 plus 250. So, oh, it brings it to 1210. So I'm at, well, maybe I didn't allow that then. I must have allowed, uh, see, this is why I'm not good at price. 1110. Minus nine sixty equals. So I allowed one hundred and fifty dollars for delivery. 
So my cost of pavers delivered to the site is $1,110. Uh, I allowed for, I did my calculation and I allowed for five yards of HPB. And I charge $60 a yard for HPB when I purchase it. So I got uh, $300 worth of HPB because on this small walkway, I'm not doing a like layer three quarter clear and then a screed layer. This is like a walkway. So I'm just using all HPB and everyone can freak out and send me DMs about that now. I allowed for two bags of sand. I charge $50 per bag. So that's um, $100 for sand because I allow sand to be 50 square feet. Whenever I'm doing a job, I allow for 50 square feet for each yeah. bag of sand. I know it says it goes farther, but it's a fucking total lie, especially when you compact it 50 times like the requirement asks you to. Um, I allowed for two pails of perma-edge because perma-edge only goes 27 linear feet, and I'm over that. So I allow $125 per pail when I buy perma-edge. So I have $250 worth of perma-edge. No matter what job I'm doing and no matter how big it is, I allow a hunt. Well, unless it's really big, but on any job, smaller job, I allow a hundred dollars to buy woven geotextile. Uh, so I allowed a hundred dollars for that. I allowed $250 for sod repair to buy sod soil and stuff up the sides of the walkway. So this is sod. Yeah. It's a walkway through sod. In okay. retrospect, maybe I should have sent you guys pictures. That's fine. Yeah. I allow for this isn't the first time I've quoted a job without seeing it. Mm. So. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I allowed for a 10 yard disposal bin. And I the bin supplier that I use charges uh $325 for a 10 yard disposal bin, I think. Or maybe it's yeah. You don't use That's, Paver King? No, I don't use them. Oh. Fuck them. Their service <laughs> is unreliable. Uh, There's a so bin I, company on a job that we're starting tomorrow that laid their bins down on day old asphalt, day old that's, city. That's a mistake. Owned asphalt. And I'm like, and they filled them to the tits with asphalt, old asphalt and concrete. Oh. And, uh, that's going to be a mistake. Yeah. So, so I allowed $400. I think paper King charges three. I don't, Oh, look, I have my pricing here in this folder. Stupid plan. Let's see. Just so everyone understands the markup I put on the bin, because we don't want someone saying I didn't put up any, I didn't put any markup on the bin. Let's see how much I charge for a ten yard bin because I don't really know. <laughs> I think that's funny that I have no idea what we charge <laughs> for a ten yard bin. Obviously, What's, ten yard uh, ten yard clean fill bin is uh, oh that's Toronto pricing. We don't need Toronto pricing. Ten yard clean fill bin is three twenty five. So. I felt like we were going to have six yards of disposal. Um, I allowed $400 for it, I, uh, for the bin. Uh, and then we get to, so this job can't be done in a day, but it's not a two-day job, which fucking sucks. Why can't it be done in a day? Okay, well, maybe you can. I wouldn't finish this in a day. 120 square feet. Well, with all the logistics of getting the sod and fixing it. Oh, and all with the sod, shit. yeah, at the sod. Like, there's sod repair, there's excavation, you have to haul it away. Like, well, I guess you're getting the bin in, but um, you have to float the machine. I just, I felt like this is the kind of thing where if I priced it for one day, it was going to be, um, 
not enough. And then yeah. I would probably be back for a second day losing money. So yeah. I priced it for two days, which is awkward. I charge uh, $80 per man hour. So I had two guys per day. So I had $1,600 per day. So I had uh, $3,200 $3, worth of labor. And that's like my overhead for the pickup trucks and the dump trailer and whatever machine we have. Um, so let's see what the total is here. Let's add it up and see where I ended up on this job. What do you guys think? I think you're 4,500. Uh, I wasn't, I, I don't know the uh, total dollar amounts for each of those. Well, I did, I think I did just say them. I know, but I wasn't adding them up or writing them down. Well, that's disappointing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you could have plugged it in the software. No, it doesn't work like that. Oh, too advanced. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Oh, I'm almost there. Whoops. Oh my god. Fuck, I just fucked that up. You just fucked me up, Chad. All right. Well, dead air is great. That's I'm ready come... to go head to head with you when you are. Oh, are you? Uh, yeah, I I wrote this on the back of an envelope. Okay, Perfect. maybe you don't reveal your total, PK. Don't reveal my total? Okay. No, no, just write it That's down. That's a good idea. Okay, and then... yeah, and then we'll all reveal them at the end. Yeah. And then and I want what? to subdivide everyone's total and find out what everyone's square footage price is on this job, okay. just out of interest sake. Not that you should be pricing by the square foot. I clearly just proved I don't, but I just, I'm interested to see where everyone ends up. So Chad, go for it. I just want to take a break from today's episode to talk about our sponsor, Cycle CPA. You may have a CRM or project management software in place, but what data are you using to ensure your estimating is accurate? Having a proper accounting setup and accurate bookkeeping done is key to understanding overhead expenses and other costs that must be recouped in your estimates. Cycle CPA is a remote bookkeeping and CFO firm that helps to connect the dots from the financial reports to the hardscape and landscape data needed in order to reach high profits. They provide landscape and hardscape industry benchmarking, job costing financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA's team of accountants are specialized within the hardscape and landscape industry, and you can visit them at cyclecpa.com and for $200 off, mention the How to Hardscape podcast. Now back to our episode. Well, I did price the job by the square foot. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Thirty-five bucks a square foot, forty-two hundred bucks, uh, plus pain in the ass fee, forty-five hundred dollars total for this job. Um, if you want to break down, nine sixty for pavers, ninety dollars for sand, hundred for edge, hundred fifty for base, hundred for topsoil, hundred fifty for delivery, uh, sod two fifty. My total material cost is eighteen hundred bucks on the job, um, which leaves twenty. $700 on the table, right? $2,700 on the table for a day's work with three guys. Um, Ooh, the third guy. I like we, that. Instead of going for two days, you went with the third guy. I like that option. Yeah, because the third guy will do the dig and haul away while the other guys are building, right? So Yeah, I like that. It's different um, than the on it. That's a good day for us. That's a good day for a residential job for us if we get this job. 
And so, uh, what was your? Oh, so I don't remember your total. We'll compare them all at the end. Um. So, do you want my total now, or do you want to wait? No, we'll end? do it at the end. Gotcha. Now we know where you're. We know where you're at. Okay. So, Chad broke. Chad's pricing was way faster than Mike's. Mike, well, BK, not Mike, BK. Go, Mike. Go for the. Let's see the software in action. I'm oh, honest, yeah. pumped about this. <laughs> I uh, share your share screen. my screen. Ooh, you got to watch this episode on YouTube now. Yeah, in the winter. <laughs> in the winter. In midwinter, this episode when, will come out when all of our pricing is obsolete for the year. Totally yeah. obsolete. Okay, wait. PK was doing his thing. I started a test project here. So uh, I won't talk about this. It's just client information. So I go to my labor time. Uh, for this, especially for me this season, I would just do myself on this project. So I'll choose myself there. Uh, I will go to this work area. This is going to be a front walkway. I'm going to assign this so I know this in the future to hardscape materials. And <clears throat> my production rate is pavers. So I've got my different steps here. It's excavation, uh, front walkway, mini skid. This is 120 square feet, base prep. So I'm, for those of you not watching the video, I am just going through each of the steps in the process from excavation, base prep to screening, uh, and just putting in my square footage. And you guys can ask any questions that you want. Oh, what is the paver again? Uh, Tickle Block Blue, Beacon Hill, Brussels, somewhere in that. Somewhere right. in that. Are you re really digging this whole job with the mini skips here? Is that how you would do it? Me? Yeah, I yeah. would do that. Yeah, we used to do that. What do you do? I bring in the little shovel. But oh, yeah? Yeah. i just always terrified that the... Mini skids here is gonna fucking rip something out of the ground violently, like uh, like a locate. Some, yeah, like I felt like we would. I felt like we like would have brought the um, the E twenty and the buggy yeah. with us because yeah. the buggy can dump right into the bin. It can roll into the bin and dump, and the E twenty E twenty can load the buggy. That's good. We would have pulled the dump truck up right beside the, mm. the job and loaded right into the back of the truck. So that gave me nine hours when I went through all that. So like that's on the verge of already needing like that extra day there. And then I need to add in my efficiency. So you said 20 minutes. I would just say half an hour there, half an hour back. Uh, since it's just me, I would do nothing for breaks and lunch. Uh, and then this would be, I would just say 10 hour workday. So this is just marking up my hours. So now I'm at 10 hours flush. And now I need to add my materials. I'm going to go to cost of sale, choose my work area, choose my pavers and aggregates. We're going to do three quarter crushed. And I calculated two and a half yards. Uh, also need HPB. So I will go HPB two and a half. Uh, no, this would be, I got a half yard for that. Paver, you said Teco Blue. So I'm interested in this because using three-quarter crushed stone and then high-performance bedding, why not just use high-performance bedding for all of it, not have to have two different things on site? I still want to prepare the base as using base material. 
I have done HPB all the way in the past, but that was when I was doing side work and everything. But from what I understand, HPB should not be used as the entire base. So I did it for like many, many years and never had one problem. I built driveways that were all HPB. Really? I don't do it today. Yeah, well, I did it for years because no one told me not to. There was no, I was like before there was hardscape education. I was just educating myself. You're putting grid. Yeah, I do biaxial and everything. Nice. I like that. Uh, I put in geotextile and Chad didn't put in geotextile. It's a... Yeah, we have a roll in the trailer, whatever. Throw some down or how do you recoup not. that roll? That rolls like a hundred dollars in the last half of the year. How do you recoup I, it if you don't charge for it on every day? I spent thousands of dollars on <laughs> geotextile a year. I'll run you through a conversation I had with my accountant later on. And, uh... <laughs> so Mike is currently adding all his things that he needs. So now I've got everything and I can go to my estimate now. Uh I'll add a markup to my labor just a little bit. I got my tax rate. And for this, I would probably want to earn 25% profit. So uh, my oh. total comes to 4,970.72. That's and with that's, tax though, right? Yeah, that's with tax. So 40... So let's, do, let's do pre-tax because I don't want to add tax. I don't know how right. to calculate it and Kelly's not here. So 4,398.87. That's your final price? Yeah. So what was your final price, Chad? Uh, 4,500. My final price was fifty-seven ten. Wow, that's uh. Are you, <laughs> still, are you still mad that people are cutting you off at the knees? Or no, I'm just letting the... everyone know they could charge a lot more. Because here's what's interesting about this job: I closed it. Yeah. Nice. So the two of you left twelve hundred dollars on the mad. table. You were at the beginning of the podcast. You were no, mad. Because I, was, someone I took said this job from you. No, I didn't say someone took this job. I said someone's taking jobs, not this one in particular. Oh, but and I want someone to know that they instead of charging like twenty eight hundred bucks for this job, because that's how low people are going on a job like this, that they could actually have charged five thousand dollars for the job and still been under me by seven hundred bucks. True. Yeah. That's the point I'm making to these people that are undercutting people is get your prices up. Not so high that you actually have to compete with someone on sales and workmanship, but high enough that you're actually making some money. Because I feel bad for them. Here's I'm my a giving important. kind of person. <laughs> Give the knowledge. So, so your your square foot price, fifty seven hundred, you said? Fifty seven ten. Fifty seven ten. And you know your square foot price? I, didn't... I divided it. It was like 47.58. Yeah. My what square was... foot. Chad, yours is 35? 35. 35, yeah. And what was your total? Uh, 4,200 plus pain in the ass fee, 4,500 bucks. Oh, okay, so we're right there together. Yeah, yeah minus 36.65. Where's your pain in the ass fee in... I do this in profit. Oh, okay. so if I if if it's a small job, I want to make more in profit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with if I go to my labor time and I see I'm at ten hours. Uh, if it's just me working and I'm doing ten hours, it's on the verge of am I gonna is something gonna like come up and it's gonna take an extra hour or two and it's gonna push me into a second day, which would kill me. 
Yeah. Uh, at least on this quote, uh, then yeah, I would yeah. increase the profit more. You work hard to build a successful business. And because of this, it is important to work with companies that you can trust, rely on, and whose missions are to give you the highest quality product and customer support. Low voltage outdoor lighting is one of the easiest ways for you to grow your business and increase revenue. Using lighting can make you more profit, add that wow factor, and make your business stand out. Whether you are already using outdoor lighting in your hardscape projects or not, it's time you check out InLight Outdoor Lighting. As a professional hardscaper, we know that you need efficient installs, less callbacks, and premium products to have a successful and growing business. InLight's got you covered. They've created some of the most premium and unique lighting on the market to make your project stand out and wow your clients with their unmatched light quality. It gets better. InLight has an unbeatable customer support team, provides many educational resources like online and in-person training, installation videos, and so much more. They care about your business growth and will be with you every step of the way. For more information on how InLight can help you grow your business, check them out on Instagram at in light design that's at i n l i t e design on instagram dm them to find out how to put more money in your pocket this season now back to the podcast so did you does your this program automatically allowed for a mini skid steer rental no i add that in the cost of sale so you haven't so your 4300 doesn't include a mini skid steer rental 4300 includes the mini skids to rental. Mini skids. So okay. That's part right. of the materials or the yeah. cost of sale. Same with like delivery, my four yard bin. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of that stuff worked into my hourly man hour rate. Yeah. And um, because I own it. So I, I have the overhead every day. Whereas you're only plugging overhead in that you need per job because you're renting that stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you recoup your truck in there? So trucks and overhead. So this breaks down my overhead here, okay. but overhead just gets applied to labor. This just tells you like, this is how much you would expect an overhead cost for the project. So essentially for labor for me is overhead plus labor cost after burden, which is a thousand, uh, oh, exactly $1,100. So your labor cost is actually 1100 bucks. Plus profit. Plus profit. Well, but profits on material too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Chad, you randomly picked 35 bucks because you thought that was a good number? Yeah, that's about ceiling here for small jobs. Like uh, if you charge any more, you're probably going to not get it. So I shouldn't move to Cornwall. You shouldn't move to Cornwall unless you're able to work faster. The way to offset the amount that we're able to charge is by working faster, getting things done quicker. Like $2,700 for us for a three-man crew is still a, a rocking day. Like, I'm not upset about that, right? Like, I think the important thing for us is, like, we sure we're $1,000 cheaper than you or whatever. We're leaving $1,000 on the table, but we're still comfortable at our rate. Yeah, but right? you had, see, you had three, so you had... It's not saying, but see, you're not necessarily making less money than I am because I had two guys. So my hope when I would bid something like this is that these guys 
would get it done in a day. But the realistic part of Mike knows that there's a lot of logistical bullshit to get this little walkway done. Like something has to come, something has to go. In my personal experience, sometimes hardscaping doesn't go perfectly. Sometimes. (laughs) Periodically, things don't go well. Uh, So that's why I guess over time, after you know, 25, 30 years of pricing stuff, I'm like, I would rather not get the job than try to force feed it into one day. Yeah. There was a time when I would have bid it for one day. Probably, how old are you? 36. 36. Yeah, when I was 36, I would have bid this mother for one day, for sure. Guaranteed, I would have bid this for one day if I was 36. But at 49, I have a different view of the world. And so that's why I... I like the fact that I have two guys for two days, 20. So I have 40 man hours in this walkway. And Mike, this motherfucker is doing it alone in 10. (laughs) (laughs) But everything is going to be there for me, right? I don't need to do anything. The mini skids. Well, I'd had to pick up the mini skids here, but everything's being delivered. Bin comes, excavate, and then all the materials show up. But you're still by yourself. Yeah. 10 hours. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I should hire you. <laughs> I'm actually not a fast worker. Like, that could also be a, I, I don't know, like something could arise, but yeah, I would think I could get 120 square so feet. So, what's, in, what's interesting? No cuts, right? What was interesting to me with this project was for me, for our company, they would have been better to do a 150 square foot walkway or a 170 square foot walkway because it would have, barely cost them nothing more to do that because i still would have had it at two days yeah if you know what i'm getting like right yeah like they're at the there this 120 square feet is at the peak of expense so if you didn't quote it for two days if you quoted it for one day what would your cost be or what would your total be it would have been sixteen hundred dollars cheaper oh so you're right back to where me and chad are right 5700 minus 1600 I'm actually cheaper than you guys. Yeah, by a couple hundred. But for me, this person in this walkway is the peak of expensiveness. Right. Like, whenever someone asks me to put pavers up the side of their driveway, but they don't want to tear out the asphalt, like it's not a new asphalt situation, I look at them and say, you are about to embark on the most expensive pavers you can possibly install in this world. And they say, really? And I say, yes, you have to cut this asphalt, excavate all this shit out of here, put this edging, fix the fucking sod, all for a 12-inch band down the side of the fucking driveway. That You are embarking on the most expensive pavers in the entire fucking world when you go up the side of a driveway. I'm and- doing that. I just priced a job like that. I got it. Do you know how long the driveway is? Linear no. feet? 800 linear feet. Whoa. Oh my is it you have to is it already asphalted? It's already asphalted, yeah. Oh my. But you need a saw with wheels on it for that. I right? know. It's, it's <laughs> a, so I'm going to cut it. Just cut the, the edges that are falling out and it's villaggio, so it sort of has that that texture where like you can hide a lot of shit in it. Yeah. Yes. So and the both sides are already graveled, so we're just going to take the tilt rotator and scrape off the top. And they're doing it mostly because they need traction because the driveway's 
down a huge fucking hill right into the highway right before you land in the river. Oh, so, my. Yeah. It's pretty wild. That's a wild but, project. Yeah. So 800 linear foot. Driveway. 800 linear feet. Well, 400 down each side, right? They are embarking on the most expensive <laughs> linear footage that they could possibly embark on. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was expensive. So I'm like, ah, I could do that for cheaper. So I gave them a good deal. Maybe I shouldn't have given them a good deal. Now you're now you've just recording this episode. You're like mother. Well, that's fine. I mean, I'm still learning, even 12 years in, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. I'm learning stuff every day, and I've been doing this a really long time. So, yeah, if these people said that they wanted to do this 160 or 170 square feet, it would hardly alter the cost. Hmm. It would only alter it the cost of the material because the labor would stay the same, right? My hope when I price this is that the that they go and they get done in a day or a day in a morning, and then they have productive time to do something else at the yard that needs to get cleaned up. So that way, they're technically getting paid from a project and they're cleaning up the yard. Or you could send them to help on another job. I would need to have another job. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> like, maybe the neighbors. Maybe in your world, done. where you have all these jobs on the go, fancy pants, Chad. Like Have you I can send you your guys board? to you, you can you can send your guys to another job. No, oh, know it's that. blurry. Oh, it's blurry, but it's how beautiful. do you unblur the background? Just know. your face. I don't know. No, there's like a button over here where it's in the video thing. It says blur my background. Oh, okay. how big is the list, Chad? Uh, that big? Oh yeah. Do you want to lift the whole computer? Can you see up there? That's a pretty big list. I like yeah. it. Yeah, she's good. She's a healthy list, a corn-fed list. In Cornwall. She would say, yeah. Now, is it collusion to share your numbers like we did with others in your own market? I don't know. Um, Most of our listeners are in Dominican, so I doubt the numbers are the same. <laughs> I think on a specific project, I wouldn't do it. I would never like hey like before the fact i would never tell competition or or anyone else that wasn't a partner of mine and my partner and i have decided that we don't bid on the same residential jobs right like i would i would P not uh pk did you know whether or not this client was getting other quotes i don't think anyone else showed up oh wow even in this bear market even in the bear market of current landscaping market, people do not want to do 120 square foot walkways. So if you knew the client was getting other quotes, would that have changed your price at all? No, because I've, I'm, I'm personally past that. Like, I understand why someone else might alter their post, but I would rather, like, for me, I priced it because I know this is what I need to do in order for us to make money and for uh, for me not to have to give people a hard time, ride people, tell them that they have to be finished in a day, yell at them and do all the stuff I really don't like doing. So that's why I price it this way. I would rather have them work at the yard than go to a job and lose money on it or break even on it and give everyone a hard time. So I would like, for me, I wouldn't change the price no matter what. If they called me and were like, you could get this job if you took 200 bucks off, I would take 200 bucks off. I wouldn't. Well, I that's because you're already, you're already at $1,700 lower than me. 
You don't yeah. have 200 bucks to give. I, am I $1,700 lower than you? Or am uh, I one day faster than you? Ooh, that's an interesting concept. Because I can go out that next day and make another. Well, technically, you have 30 man hours in your job, and I have 40. Because okay. you have three guys, and I have two for two days. So Mike has, here's a real, here's a really interesting breakdown. In this job, Mike has 10 man hours. Yeah, I I'm, don't know where you, you guys are getting. You have 10, you have 10 man hours in this job. Chad has 30 man hours in this job, and I have 40 man hours in this job. Which I find really interesting that Mike can do this in 10 hours by himself. Chad needs three guys to do it in one day. So Mike can do, turn this job over in one day alone. Chad all, needs here, three all guys labor is not created equal, though. That's right? it, right? Like if you're the business owner, yeah. you're going to bust your arse. He just said he's you, not very efficient and he's slow. <laughs> he literally just said that. I'm at I, the point now. I agree with you, Chad. I'm pricing work according to what my guys can get done in a day, not what I can do in a day because it's not the same. And then we lose money. Yeah. Yes. Right. I learned that. Well, I so I used to price work for me and my business partner to do the work, and then I lived in a parking lot. And then I started at another, I started back at a different company and I started pricing residential work for that company. And I priced it the same way that I priced it when I priced it, when me and my business partner were doing it. And we didn't make any money because the people that were doing it were not the same, like Chad said, as myself and my business partner who were urgently trying to finish work so we could pay our mortgages. <laughs> um, That's it. Yeah. So I agree with you. That not all live. I think that for me at 50, the reason that I have 40 man hours in it is because I just have an expectation of every single thing to go wrong now in my life. So when I look at a project, I see 500 things that could happen that would go wrong. And I would rather build insurance into the project and have extra money in it so that if things do go horribly wrong, I'm still not angry or upset with anyone. And I'm like, well, whatever, moving on to the next thing. I think that that maybe that's why I'm have 40 hours in it. I, I've, I, it, on my best day, on the best day of my life, which was a long time ago, I don't think I could have done this job alone in 10 hours. Really? No. I know uh, two years ago, I was able to do the same thing. 120 square feet it was probably around 120 square feet. And I did it in the, in the day from excavation to finalize. The only thing I had to go back for was, let's see, you had to uh, go back. Yeah, I did for an hour to clean to everything up. Check. To get the <laughs> check, baby. But that's why I would, I don't share my production rates with anybody because that could really screw somebody over. Right. Because oh, my yeah. production rates are based on my production. Yeah. And for me to share that with somebody who has who isn't even working in the field and they just send people out, that could really screw that person so, over. Potentially, if I was reviewing this, maybe what I should have done when I priced it was done two people for the first day and one person for the second day alone to do the cleanup and repair. Do you ever send one person anywhere, though? No, because it's illegal. Yeah. And so it got into like that became a factor when I was <laughs> working at 
a big company that was safety audited every six months we got safety audited so that became a factor so th that's probably why i automatically would go with two i guess yeah that yeah. it was because it's technically you're supposed to have two on a job site which fucks up my whole business model <laughs> <laughs> so maybe i have too many man hours in it i don't know that being said i did get this job well, you do have too many man hours, right? Because you rounded it up to the second day. But you know that knowing that that's how you're pricing it. I knew that I had. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit. I was like, if I don't get it, if they don't want to pay me for my too many man hours, because if I hit the water box, I'm covered. Right. If I dig up a cable and have to wait for the cable guy, I'm covered. If I fucking can't get the sand to harden and I have to go back and power wash it and put it back in, I'm covered. And I think that's just... Having done so many things where so many things went fucking wrong, I think that that's part of my problem too. When I, is that not a problem? I guess like it's, you know, I've been super busy the last four years. This is the only year I haven't had shit tons of work. So I don't think I'm super out to lunch on what's going on in the environment. And maybe there's people around me that are laughing, saying that I'm the one that's undercutting people by 40%. Maybe. Right. It could be. I have no idea. Yeah. But if you're happy with the money that you're making, right. what else matters? Right. I like, don't, I, well, yeah, I, I'm not a super money driven person. Well, that's fine, but you're still, you still do this to make oh, money. Well, I'm, I want to make enough money to pay the bills comfortably. Yeah. Yes, I agree yeah. with you. And yeah, you're happy so, with yeah, the price that, of the yes. job and you got yeah. it. So nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if you're undercutting someone. If you're cheaper than the next guy by thirty yes. percent, because you're happy with your number, yeah, and that's right? the argument for all yeah. these guys that are doing that. I just wanted to yeah. help them get an extra twenty percent, thirty percent if they listen to the podcast. I also wanted to make it advantageous for more listeners. Yeah, yeah, this is a lot of value. In this I think episode. so. Like this yeah. is you feel like this borderline is too much. Ugh. Our cup runneth over at this episode. Should we should we shut it down? <laughs> is this it? Oh, you have some. Do you have do you have the hardscape uh, food thing ready yet, Mike? <laughs> no, I do not. Because <laughs> that's pretty valueless stuff right there. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, I guess this this episode has a lot of like chitter chatter that someone could perceive as valuable. This this could be peak value for this podcast. It may be the most valuable time we've ever spent on it. Maybe we should just cut this short and just. They, this is the end, and we'll just split this into two and move forward from here. <laughs> I can't see it getting more valuable moving forward. We should give a disclaimer that uh, it's usually not this valuable if this is the first episode you're listening to of this podcast. Oh, maybe you should call that. This should be the name of the episode. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. I know I'd really appreciate it as well as Paper King and the Landscape Daddy would really appreciate you going over, subscribing, following to the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. You can also find us the same name on Instagram and connect with us there. Ratings and reviews always go a long way for podcasts, especially this this podcast but on our finest hour podcast as well we actually have more ratings on spotify for the not our finest hour podcast compared to the how to hardscape podcast so if you're on spotify right now listening to the how to hardscape podcast please help me keep up by leaving a five star rating there and if you're on apple Podcasts, you can also leave a written review and i've been trying to go through these more often here so here's one from m barker 13 awesome content five stars you 
You can learn something on every episode. Great guests and industry tips dropped. Keep it up. Thank you so much there. And Paul Jameson interview is the title of the next review. Five stars. Paul was an amazingly refreshing guest. Very inspirational. Hope you'll have him on again. And this is from Mark Ross. And this was back in 2020. So we've had Paul back on a couple of times now. And he's the host of the Green Industry Podcast. Love that podcast there. And finally, great podcast. Five stars. Sean Bon. I hope I got that last name correct there. Absolutely brilliant podcast. So much great information. I've been spreading the good word in the Boston area. Keep up the good work, brother. I really appreciate that and helping spread the word of the How to Artscape podcast. And once again, if you're looking for bookkeeping, accounting, CFO services, reach out to Cycle CPA. Let them know How to Hardscape sent you for $200 off their services there. www.cyclecpa.com. And if you're looking to add outdoor lighting to your hardscaping business, Inlight Design, that's I-N-L-I-T-E Design on Instagram. Get that conversation started there. Follow them and get inspiration from their page as well. And we look forward to meeting with you next week on the How to Hardscape podcast.